0: Hey you guys, welcome to Tuesday's show, In the Mind of Frage, all about interviews, experiences, and entrepreneurs. Today we have an interview with someone who's a good friend of mine, and I also adore him and want him to be more and more on this podcast because I truly believe that in this crazy world where everybody is either super conservative or super liberal, there's a huge population of us, and I know many of you listening and that have followed me for years, who are really moderate, we're real independents, and some things we're conservative conservative on some things we're liberal on, but it's hard to find someone who can argue that sensibly and not crazy. Okay? So Jeremy Lerman is a getting his PhD in economics at George Mason University. And he's here today to talk about college loan debt is college even worth it? And you're probably like me. It took me nearly 15 years to pay off college loan debt. It was insane. And that was even with the help of my mom and my father who had passed away. So I'll tell you my story. Um, but we also discussed the college loan bubble. It seems like it is the next housing bubble that's going to burst. So take a listen. I think you'll enjoy today's episode. The college loan debt bubble. Um, Jeremy Lerman is back on the Hay Fresh podcast. You are always a treat to have on this podcast. You are getting your PhD in econ. I have you on here because um, as you said last time when you were talking about gun violence, um, you have to read and be able to argue all sides. So you're our shortcut. It's almost like we're playing Super Mario. And remember how, you would get like the different like codes, so you could skip the lands. Oh yeah! You allow us to skip the research and lands. You do it for us.
1: <laughs> Doing the exact opposite of what I am trying exactly. to argue. Yes.
0: So that's why I love having you on. Um, but this one was really fascinating, which I wanted to have to have you discuss further because college loan debt. And really, a while ago, um, I ended up paying off college loan debt with the help of my mom. So I want to be full disclosure here. Like I went to uh, Mount Holyoke, which was a $45,000 a year liberal arts school. And um, the way I was able to pay for it was by when my father passed away, he had an insurance policy that paid for my brother and mine college education. That's what it was supposed to be for. So we could go to these you know, expensive colleges. If we wanted, mm-hmm. um, but my mom, being the incredibly savvy finance woman she is, I think spent most of the money. So, like, for the time I went to school, I think she paid for the first year, and then the second year we ended up getting college loans. Right. Okay. So, right. I know. I know. Thanks a lot, mom. And then my brother went to the University of Maine, so his was much cheaper, and his was all paid off in like four years. So, and then he, I think he ended up using the extra money. I don't even know why. This was like a Bad idea, right? So I end up with these incredibly crazy Sally may loans. And for the past, I've been out of college since 2004. So what's that like 15 years ago, 14 uh, years, years ago, 13 years ago, <laughs> 15, 14, 13, whatever it takes, right? Okay. So I graduate and I have been paying $700 a month ever since, right? Finally, my mom ends up selling off a house, ends up paying off the remainder, which was, you know, sixty grand or something like that. But it took me like fifteen years to pay these off. And every time that I would tweet about this or share this, people would go nuts because they either are in the same boat, you know, their parents are gonna help them, but it's tied to when they're passed, you know, they pass away or something like that, or people are in it by themselves and paying these insane college loans. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking, you were saying college loan debt is gonna be the next bubble that's gonna burst, much like the real estate market did in 2007. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Elaborate. Okay. (laughs) This is like fascinating to me because I'm like, oh shit, there are so many people with college loan debt. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. So there definitely is a bubble. Um, The the only, there is one important difference though, between the college loan bubble and the housing bubble, which is that basically education is, has become almost Entirely taken over, uh, but in terms of like the loan situation okay. and how it's being funded, okay. has been is almost entirely government controlled. These loans are uh, guaranteed by government, right? There, th- so the loans are d- given directly through government.
0: Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, if I get a Sally Mae loan, <clears throat> what do you mean that it's government?
1: It's it's guaranteed in the sense that if there's default, the government. Will back it up. It's an explicit. It's sort of like an uh, explicit promise that okay, the the government will bail out these finance houses. Essentially, in the housing crisis, there was actually an implicit guarantee that that it would be the same. So, with like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and all these companies, um, there was an implicit promise, and obviously, they ended up doing it with the banks too. And a lot of them, a lot of people thought like there were it was implicit that because these banks were financing. uh, housing uh, that because this was like a government goal, um, the government would help bail out these banks in case anything happened. So what this does is it creates a moral hazard. Um, but but sorry, going back to what I was saying, the difference is that with the housing market, it was really a private, it was really sort of like still very much a private market. You know, it was banks who were really in charge of the loans okay. as well as uh, you know, Fannie and Freddie helping with the financing. Um, another difference being that the bubble wasn't really foreseen. People thought like, oh, mortgages, these are such safe investments, they could never...
0: Right. Like people,
1: people always pay their mortgage. It turned out to be very... Uh,
0: Hell <laughs> poor, no. poor, yeah.
1: yeah, poor insight. <laughs> but uh, here, the crisis is very foreseeable. You know, at the, at the peak of the housing crisis... Um, the mortgage default rate on first mortgages okay. was five point, I want to say five point four, might be five point seven percent. Okay. At the at the peak, and for second mortgages, it was something like four point seven.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: currently, the current trends are showing that people are defaulting on their college loans between the range of thirty and thirty five percent.
0: What? Yeah.
1: And that's what? 30 and 35%. Wait a second. Wait
0: a second. Okay. So you're saying at the height of people faulting on their mortgages in 2007, it was only 57 so close to 6%. Mm-hmm. And you're saying right now, and we haven't even hit necessarily the height, 30% of people with college loans are defaulting?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What? And, that seems like already it's a huge crisis. How do we not know about this?
1: Um, so so the, the difference is, and again, this is where I think the bubble's a little different, is you know, when people default, the government can make up the difference. Um, because again, it's, it's sort of guaranteed. And by the government, I mean the taxpayers are going to end up paying for this. <laughs> oh my God, uh,
0: why didn't I just... I should have been defaulting years ago. <laughs> like I should have stopped paying. Would yeah. that be a wise strategy?
1: Uh, to stop paying? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> don't do that.
0: Okay. Are you sure? Uh,
1: because it will still it will still affect you in a very bad way. Um, okay, okay. You know, it'll hurt your credit score. I'll just and, never
0: be able to buy a house. Like if I had defaulted, I just it would be almost impossible yeah. for me to like buy a home. It's still downward. bad
1: for individuals to default. Um, and by the way, these these percentages don't even take into account the number of people who defer. Uh, payment or uh, what's I can't remember. Uh, deferment.
0: Oh, the deferment. Um, yeah, isn't it deferred? They just isn't that the only thing you can really do because then you put it off, you keep putting it off.
1: Yeah, so there's deferment, um, and then there's there's another one I'm forgetting. Uh, it's not common to me right now, but deferment. And um, a lot of people are there's a lot of loan forgiveness. Okay. Um, I
0: should have gotten all Which essentially
1: means they they were not, they didn't didn't pay off uh, their debts. Um, And all these other way, pretty much all these other signs that people are not able, they're not technically defaulting, but they're signs that people are not able to pay off the loans that they've been given. Um, and we're headed more and more in that direction, the direction of sort of loan forgiveness, and in, in, oh, income based uh, is another income based uh, payment is another
0: okay. sort of new
1: program that's being. Uh, this being favored and and there, it already, there already is a lot of that, but it's not necessarily on a widespread scale.
0: So you have people who graduate from college, they have a hundred thousand dollars in debt, but they've all, they're getting a job where they only make 55 grand a year. Essentially these loaners are saying, okay, based on your income, we'll just accept $200 a month instead of the 700. Is that what that means? Um, Loan based income, essentially you were saying?
1: I, I actually don't know exactly how it, works, to be honest. I'm not, okay. again, I'm not like an expert, um, but I do know that the amount, all I know is that the amount that someone has to pay afterwards, the percentage on a monthly basis, is tied to the monthly income that they're making. So
0: what do you think, when do you think this bubble is going to burst, and what will that look like?
1: Um, well, so one other thing I should mention before that is that uh, it, it's important to keep in mind that this uh affects people who go to college in very different ways. Um, the variation between the, the effect on these, uh, or I should say the variation uh, in the kinds of people who are defaulting is very different. So, if, for example...
0: Yeah, what's the pe- an example?
1: People who go to the most selective colleges, so like the top 10%. Harvard, Yale. Right. For them... Penn. <laughs> <And> yeah. I've, <laughs> I've heard of it. That's Jeremy's
0: alma mater. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, they are still, the returns for them after college are still worth it. In other words, just because they have high debt, the their salary more than pays off for it. And okay. For them, a college degree is still very valuable. Okay. However, for a large population, a large swath of the population who, is, who are now attending college, it's not worth it because the degree, the value of the degree, has diminished, and the reason for that is that essentially the government is providing loans to people who simply—it it doesn't matter what, like their qualifications are. Anyone who wants to go to college can go to college. Got it. Um, and and the the, the, and the and the government will provide loans for those people. The problem is, and this is where the bubble part comes in. And this, you know, sort of the parallel to the housing market, what, the primary way or one of the primary ways which government is able to do this is to provide uh, uh, loans that, at very low interest rates, the, the interest rates are capped. Okay. Um, and what this does is it provides the cost. So, you know, an interest rate is just a, a co- essentially the cost of borrowing, right?
0: Okay, sure, right, absolutely. Um,
1: normally the cost of borrowing for the sorts of people who are going to college would be too high um, considering the the low returns <laughs> that right. they would be getting. Um, and... <laughs> I keep blanking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is going to happen. Edit. Edit. <laughs> Cut. Um,
0: I have so many more questions now too.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, what was I saying? The low cost. Oh, so normally the, the so in in the, the the they're much lower than the market rate um which is something like double whatever you know the the rates are that, for loans and so which indicates that you know people who are going to college wouldn't otherwise have gone in the first place because they wouldn't have been able to pay
0: ah, uh, that okay. interest rate
1: what's interesting about this is that these people would have been uh uh, discouraged from taking on loans in the first place, and so they wouldn't have, uh, you know, sort of gone into financial ruin. The other interesting thing is that they're defaulting on their payments, even though the market rate that they're paying—sorry, even though the loan rate that they're paying is much lower than the market rate.
0: So, even though they're only paying, let's say, a loan that has 1% or 2% interest, I don't even think yeah. it gets that low necessarily. No, but.
1: it's like something between 6%, I think 6%, eight, 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 maybe 8% or something like that.
0: Okay, so even though it's that low, they cannot make the payments when they've graduated from a, a university.
1: Yeah, and that's wow. actually. And that even applies to, like, more selective colleges. Um, I
0: bet. Like, I went to Mount Holyoke, but I'm imagining a lot of women from Mount Holyoke are, I mean, it's insane, the cost. And what's the return?
1: Right. The the return. And the, the return for those people who go to the selective colleges in the long run. Is high enough to justify, okay. but sometimes in the short run they're defaulting because you don't, you know, even if you go to Harvard, you're not necessarily like, you know, you're not a millionaire right out of school. Uh, school, and so payments can be tough. Um, but the real problem is, the, so there are two two real problems with again, like sort of giving money to riskier borrowers, which is what happens when interest rates are are very low, um, because people who shouldn't be able, who wouldn't otherwise be able to get these funds are sure. getting them. And that is that, uh, they end up going to these schools where th- once they come out of those schools with a bachelor of arts th- th- the or a BA that they're, they're not, the BA coming from the schools is not as valuable in the market. In, in other words, yeah, cause
0: everybody has one now.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Everybody's got one. And it's so easy to go. Now you can go to University of Phoenix online. Exactly. You can go to a community college and get a BA. Right. You can go to a Mount Holyoke, which isn't in a top 10, but it's maybe a, whatever, top 120 schools or whatever. Right. So,
1: so even assuming that these people complete their degrees, which by the way, <laughs> a, a, a millions of them do not. Millions don't complete their degrees. Right. In fact, you 30, go for two years. 38% of Pell Grant recipients do not complete their degrees. Wow. Um, so even if they finish, the jobs that they get do not compensate for the amount that they've spent on the degree. And then there are people, who, the, obviously the people who don't finish, who have like made this investment, and then they don't even reap the... Supposed reward of the investment because they don't finish.
0: And what's the average debt, by the way, now of of a college graduate of just getting a, a bachelor's degree?
1: Uh, typically owes between thirty and forty thousand.
0: So thirty to forty thousand is the average debt for somebody graduating from college. Is I mean, do you think a college degree now is even worth it? Like, I mean, we, okay. So we, would you go to Penn again? Like, would would you do that all over? Uh,
1: <laughs> well. That's, often... more, that's more complicated than the debt. Da- well, so it so I, like you, was very lucky in that I actually didn't have to take out loans at all. So my parents completely paid. So would it be worth for me? Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah, of that hey,
0: sense. look, big Steve. I mean, you know, yeah. that's the way to go.
1: Um, and so I'm very lucky that way. Um, is it worth it? The data seems to indicate that for people going to the most selective colleges, yes, it's still worth it. You're, st- you you know, on average, you're earning a million dollars more. Uh, over the course of your life, but is it worth it for other segments of the population um, as you go sort of uh, down the scale of selectivity, the answer becomes no um, because a they're less likely to complete the degree right, and even if they do they're not earning the income to justify the amount of loans they're being given um, and so, I mean, in the same way that sort of with the financial bubble, because interest rates were kept artificially low, you know, more and more mm. riskier borrowers were given money. And, you know, that what, what, what basically happens is by doing so, the government is distorting prices. Okay. They're making something seem cheaper than it actually is according to... You know the underlying conditions of the market according to scarcity and demand. So what ends up happening is, you know, uh, you know temporarily it seems as if one can afford to purchase these things, like with the housing market. Um, it's not as if you know a lot of people like to say, oh, people were just like, you know, they weren't uh, responsible in the way either that they lent money or spent it, but. Uh, with the interest rates that were being offered, it it made a lot of sense for some of these people it, to do it. Right? Yeah. The issue was that prices were distorted, and so this is a government made phenomenon. Like people have to understand that it's not just like the, the excesses of of markets. The markets have been. Even more so in education. I mean, the you know, you, there's really not much of a, a, a much of the way, much of a way in the market in education. But with you know, with housing, this bubble was created because interest rates were too low, and so riskier and riskier borrowers were able to acquire funds that they otherwise would not have been able to get. Wow! And so, you know, what ends up happening is that. The people who end up getting hurt when the bubble bursts is are the people you know most vulnerable, um, right? Always, and it's going to be the same thing all over again with, um, you know the, these sort of like high risk people who are not equipped to go through uh, college. Obviously, as evidenced by the fact that most of them—not most of them, but a, a lot of them—are not completing, and even when they do, they're not earning the necessary uh, earnings to be able to justify it.
0: So how far do you think, when do you think this bubble is going to burst? What's the timeline? And when it does, what's it going to look like for the economy, for the government?
1: Yeah. So that's kind of a, like a hard question to answer because unlike with, you know, with the housing market, there was this asset bubble. Um, and again, that was like a, a lot of it was sort of like in the private sector or whatever, even though there was a lot of government intervention here it's tough to say because, um, governments, the government has essentially explicitly said, uh, we are not going to let, uh, we are not going to like, sort of let people mm. like, you know, if they can't, if people are defaulting, they're then- basically
0: going to forgive the debt, Right. Uh, well,
1: they might forgive the debt, but the, the, like essentially the point is that it's go- the, the government is going to have to somehow fund the huge gap in what's being between what's being borrowed and what's being paid back. And the only way for them to, there's two ways for them to do that. One is they get the money through taxes or they basically inflate, um, Money. Uh money. Either one is not good.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: um, and, you know, e- either one's harmful to the economy. But, so there there won't be a bubble, it won't be a burst in the same way that, you know, with the housing market, it burst and like people defaulted and, you know, they had to give up their homes and like, et cetera, right. et cetera. Um, it, it can't really, th- this can't really be spread in quite the same way. Um it, it'll be spread to, to the rest of the economy in the sense that people are going to have to pay higher taxes, uh, or you wow. know, their you know, the debt might be inflated away, which would you know be harmful to, to poor people, especially people on fixed incomes, because their money is not as valuable once once uh, you know money is the dollar is inflated. So, I mean, th- that'll be the effect, but th- it, it won't be as obvious as.
0: You will be too. Hungry Roots website so easy to use as well. You just go. You can type in a type of cuisine, or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get forty percent off. My listeners are getting forty percent off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com/tsfs and get forty percent off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com/tsfs. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic! Frasier twenty. That's F R A S E R. The numbers two zero.
1: You know the housing bubble when banks like went you know failed and all those sorts of things because the government basically the government is the institution right that's giving the loans and not banks.
0: Okay, so, so you talked about um, you know if you're if you get into one of these elite. Schools, you know, the, these really top, top schools. It, it's still worth it. But what would your advice be to people now? Do you think, would you even advise people to get a college degree? Say they're not in a position that you and I are, that they, you know, their parents don't really have any money to help them. I mean, would you even go to college anymore? Because I feel like, I don't know if I would even go. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Mount Holyoke was an amazing education. And I really feel as though... First of all, it gave me great exposure to other people, other women. It forced me to really work hard because I was one of the dumbest people there, you know. I mean, I just wanted to be in radio. Everyone else wanted to be a doctor. I was just it was so much work. I was like, "Oh, this is awful." But it really prepared me in so many ways for the real world of working hard because I had to work Six times as hard just to kind of keep up with most of these women who are very, very intelligent. Um, but it's funny, you know, in the broadcast world, I've never been asked for a resume. I don't even have a resume. Like, if you asked me right now to shit, I'd be like, holy shit, I gotta go to Canva and try to whip one up. I mean, I've never been asked for a resume. And I think to myself, if I had this do over again, why I don't know why I'd spend 150 grand. You know what I mean? Like I think it would have been just I would have been I don't know. It's hard to say.
1: Yeah, cuz so so there's sort of like there's sort of two issues. One is like even if the education you received is not necessary to do the job that you did. Right. Was it necessary to acquire, like, be have access to the opportunities that you had had you not gotten the degree? Yeah, that's so there's, true. So there's this sort of this idea of it's there's a lot of credentialism, mm-hmm. um, where uh, it's sometimes called up credential like up cred- credentialing, <laughs> right. I think it's called um, where um, it's not necessarily the content. Of what you're learning that makes it so valuable it's it's actually just having the degree and being able to show that to an employer and signal that you're valuable and you know once that becomes the case then there's there are incentives for people who uh, you know want access to, to better jobs to do that even if they're not really equipped to get through college and that's essentially what's happening. Um, but I mean, to answer the question about like, is it worth it? Uh, there's, there's really no like way to answer that there's in the sense that it depends because so for people who, well, so for people like myself, for example, um, I, you know, I, I'm a PhD student. So was it worth it to me? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do a PhD unless I went to college. Sure. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't know that college should be a prerequisite. And maybe it's not even technically. Um, although I imagine most PhD uh, programs require college degree. Um, but maybe you should be able to go just from high school and not spend all that money on a college education. Because I kind of agree with you. I don't know that I learned much when I was in college. I mean, I really? spent a lot of time. A pen? Yeah. Well, I wasn't a great student in college, which is kind of, you know, it's hard. I guess it's hard to believe, but, um, I just wasn't motivated. Um, I didn't find what I was really passionate about. And so it wasn't really until I became a master's student that I became really driven, uh, and found what I was, you know, sort of looking for. How'd
0: your parents like that
1: in Uh, college? um, Oh, my dad gives me shit all the time. (laughs) I once took a class called... uh, Oh, God, what was it called?
0: They must have been really happy about them spending their money on that.
1: Yeah, I took some class on, like, jazz or something like that. Or, I don't know, like, you know, like, astronomy and, like... Not that astronomy is bullshit, but it's bullshit if you're not, like... Gotta be a scientist becoming a, or, a astronomer. or what was an yeah.
0: astronomist. Oh, I love that. You could be giving <laughs> readings. Yeah.
1: I mean you, you know, I don't need to take so many classes because it's like, oh, they like make you take these things because they wanna like, you know, have you like they wanna have they want you to have like a holistic, diverse education. But it's just like was it worth it? I mean, in terms of like what I took away from it? Probably not. Right. Um, but in terms of it giving me the ability to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's worth it to me. And I think, um, you know, so that's why I say it depends. It, it just depends on, you know, for the, the people real, who are really motivated and really like, right. Want to just like really, you know, want to get th- through. They're motivated to, to learn essentially for those people. I think it's worth it. I think for like, Probably the overwhelming majority of people, college is not, is probably not worth it. Right. And the, and the issue is like, how do we get around this credentialism problem? The answer is not to keep funding, uh, people who are not equipped to go. That just makes it worse. It, it dilutes the value yeah. of the college degree sure and
0: well it seems like it's already diluted to me now it's is. like everybody says oh you have to have a master's like every you know all the younger um, people that intern or whatever they're like oh you know i've got to get my master's yeah. i'm like why even why in- the fuck would you be getting a master's i mean no offense to you but no you know? no I, I
1: think you're right i mean and like
0: go to work I mean, this is like yeah it's, it's not gonna help you
1: it's funny now even like if you live in dc even a master's isn't jack shit anymore because most like if you're trying isn't to go into politics crazy? everyone Everyone, everyone has a master's degree. Now you need to get like a law degree or a PhD. Um, yeah, master's, like everyone so, see, has a I'm master's wrong. in public policy and public administration. So yeah, there again, so there's wrong. this- So up, people still need it. Uh, really? Need what, the, uh, the undergrad?
0: Yeah, the undergrad and the master's and the PhD. And, you know, to me in my world of media and broadcasting, it's so different because, you know, you can have a PhD, but if you can't- entertain people if you can't engage people if you can't keep them interested it really doesn't matter you know what i'm saying if you're on the broadcasting world but i'm sure if you're working on capitol hill it's a whole different ball game yeah i mean like it's like
1: but i mean so in like a sort of let's let's imagine like a fictional (laughs) world for a second but like like let's say yeah you needed the masters because you needed like special Let's say you needed some sort of a special knowledge in a, in a in a like or a field of expertise, for example. So it kind of like makes sense in that sense to get a degree and become like an expert in the thing that you're interested in. But is college necessary for that? Mm. Um, maybe not. I mean, it's like maybe people who are in high school who know what they want to do should just be able to like do get that. a master's and skip college um because frankly uh, the evidence suggests that college doesn't really prepare people for either the workforce or for higher education it doesn't so i mean i don't know it just it, Again, I'm not saying college isn't worth it. I think that just depends on what you want to do.
0: You have to really think about it. It sounds like before you make that leap,
1: right? And it's like the same thing with you know a lot of people getting like law degrees now because they're like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, so I'll just get a law degree because that'll open doors. (laughs)
0: That's like 150 grand on (laughs) top of 150 grand. What? Yeah, no,
1: it's like insane. And people are doing that less now because they realize everyone else is getting law degrees, and it's not like the market. It's flooded. Yeah, it's flooded. So less people are doing that now. But yeah, it's it's the same idea. It's like people are just getting degrees because they Uh, think they need degrees.
0: Two final questions for you. One, do you think we're going to start seeing a lot of college institutions closing? over the next 10 years? I mean, it seems like a ton of colleges popped up in the past 20 years um, to service now all these people that were getting degrees. You think you're going to see a mass amount of colleges that aren't the Pens that aren't the Har- Harvards closing?
1: I think in the long run, I don't see how that's not going to happen because I just don't think the funding scheme we currently have in place is sustainable. It's yeah. not. We we can't afford it. Um, the individuals who borrow money can't afford it, and the taxpayers can't afford to pay for it on top of all the other shit. Um, you know that's wrong, and all the other financial problems we have. Um, so you know the student debt alone is one point four trillion dollars right now. Wow. Um, and that's you know on top of all the other stuff. So down the line, I think yes, but the problem is is that. <laughs> you know, the current political mood is that, oh, we need to do more to help these these people get to school. And so now it's like, you know, loan forgiveness and um, deferment plans and income-based blah, blah, blah. And these aren't going to help th- mm. because, I mean, again, the issue isn't just uh, that people are having trouble paying, which they are. But it's also that the degree they're getting for the overwhelming majority of people is not worth the earnings that they end up receiving after they're done. And it you know, it sort of undermines their what would otherwise what would otherwise be their opportunity to get practical skills in the workforce. Mm -hmm. You know, the people forget that you're forgoing income for four Four years. years. Yeah. Um, And May not be a lot of income. There may not be a lot of income, but you do get a lot of experience, at least, that makes you um, sort of more. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. fine. We're almost done. Um, that a lot of experience that makes you more marketable um, for promotions and stuff like that, and I think that you know. If there were more people not going to college and more people entering the workforce without it, then you know sort of like people would place value on that. But because everyone's getting degrees, it's like, oh, I'm looking for someone with a degree.
0: Okay. So final question, you being an economist, what do you think, um, what do you foresee as jobs, uh, as more and more people are going to be defaulting on these student loans? It sounds like college degrees are going to become less and less valuable. So what's the trend that you guys are seeing that you think that people could forego college, enter the workforce, and still make a great living like they did when our grandparents were alive. Um, is it kind of back to things like plumbing and heating and air conditioning people and um, data entry? Like, what do you think will be the trend to, of jobs that you don't need a college degree that will actually give you a sustainable life?
1: Oh, that's a really, <laughs> I don't know that I'm like, that's a really <laughs> tough question because it's like, I, you know, I I don't think... To be honest, I like, so if you're talking about Seems the like kinds all- of jobs that they could get, I mean, most jobs, even, I mean, they don't have to be plumbers. They're most, like, you only, even to be, like, even to go into investment banking, like, which a lot of people do, like, I don't know that going to undergrad helps you become, like, an, an investment, investment banker. banker. Like, you, you learn so many of these jobs, like you know, you on, you know, you, it's on the job training or whatever,
0: right. but
1: you know, besides investment making, like, which is like a very small nature, people who do that. Um,
0: well, it seems like it, I mean, do you really need a four year degree to be like building websites to be, you know, teaching people how to run their Facebook pages, monetizing their Facebook pages? I mean, running thing. companies, website, social media to me, I'm like, if I had to do it over again, I'd be completely fuck college I'd be like out doing a podcast show and then doing social media for all these companies as a consultant yeah no I think that's absolutely
1: true I mean I, I think um, I, again I mean it's it's because of the federal involvement in college education that uh there's basically this oversupply um, yeah. there's are, of of people who have these college educations are but and which starts really from the artificial demand created by the 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 loans being given um and it you know lowers the relative cost of college or at least seemingly does um but yeah i mean i don't know what the long term trend is i i would like to like hope that there would be more opportunities for like more diverse opportunities for people to just enter the workforce and sort of find their niche. And you know, you could do like, even if you don't go to college, you could do like a six months training program, for example, if you wanted to be an IT person out of high school. Um,
0: I mean, even like a police officer to me, it'd be so much more valuable, like that you have to enter mandatory therapy for eight months, then you can become a cop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm dead serious. To me, it's like, does anyone care if a police officer has a four-year or two-year degree? No, but I'd like to make sure that you have had emotional, mental therapy, um, de-escalation therapy, mindfulness training. Like, how about that for two years? Then you can become a police officer. Like, to me, it's just like we yeah, everything is so mass-produced, you know, in this country. Like, just get this yeah. four-year degree. It's like, no, okay, you want to be, you know, an FBI agent? All right. How about some serious therapy first? Yeah. How about that? It's like, I, it's it's sort Therapy's of like a. Therapy <laughs> is Like no matter what people need, therapy. It's a catch twenty-two
1: because it's like, yeah, I can understand. I mean, I certainly think you're right. Like there, sh- like most people shouldn't be going to college. Um, they should be trying yeah. to do something else how do we at get the, out of the at, cycle though how do we get out of the cycle you know okay. with the credentialism it's like someone 's got to make live who i mean it'll it'll happen i don't know how and i don 't know what you know who knows what the what jobs are going to be available in ten years i mean it 's so unpredictable
0: yeah, given that's true. the
1: rate of technological innovation um I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know, but.
0: Okay, well, this has been super insightful. If you want to follow Jeremy Lerman, if you have questions for him, you can follow him on his Facebook page. It's just Jeremy Lerman. Um, and then people can ask you questions. They can message you and send it there. If you guys have any um, other follow up, too, you can always email me, sarah at com. Or if you have a topic that you want to hear Jeremy and I discuss, please let us know. He's well versed. And uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, he has to argue all the sides. And then just make me look smart. So um, please be sure to also subscribe to this podcast. Hey, Frase on iTunes, hit five stars, leave me a review and tell me what you like. Jeremy Lerman, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to In the Mind of Frase. If you could do two things with me. Tell somebody about the Hey Fresh podcast who's never heard of it. And also, if you could go to iTunes right now on your phone, hit subscribe and leave me a review. Hit five stars and tell me what you love. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.